That time kita ada rumah, tak mampu bayar duit ARP. We don't have money for food even. I don't know what to do. I'm not uh, educated. Then uh, start niaga, kedai makan. Dah tak tahu masak. Susah sangatlah. So, jadi driver dekat embassy, kemudian hantar karir pasal, so, you do multiple job. Multiple kan? job lah. Jadi kita strive, strive, strive. Sampai one day, I work in a company who run that office from rack to riches that office. Daripada situ, Orang sana tipu, orang sini tipu, orang sana buang. What triggers you to run your own logistic okay. company? My brother who told me, lah, why don't you start a business? But you see, ah, to start a logistic company with $3,000 doesn't It's make possible. sense. Jadi, how did you do it? For years, orang was getting their goods in two months. No, I don't want. I want to do it in two, uh, 14 days. But I think kita kena believe that 99% of kita punya success is, is blessings. It's not kita punya effort deh. Keep it coming musim kedua dalam Rex to Riches. Kali ini kita bicarakan tentang seseorang yang berada dalam bidang logistik. Bukan dalam isu perkapalan secara terus menerus, tapi beliau membantu tenaga kerja Indonesia di Singapura. Dan selepas 400,000 kotak terjual, selepas lebih kurang daripada sedekat, kita bersama dengan Cik Anwar Tahar dari Pos TKI ataupun Pos TKI Logistik. Cik Anwar, kita tahu bahawasannya, you memang busy antar barang pergi Indonesia to and fro. Tapi... Kita nampak awak sekarang ni, kita tak tahu you punya latar belakang sebenarnya. Now, sebelum kerja sebagai Logistic. general manager atau the managing director of Pusti Kiai, dulu kerja apa? Okay, I started when I was 17 lah. Just before NS punya time. Tangkap beg dekat airport, masuk ke dalam kapal terbang. Porter lah? Porter So, we started, I worked for about satu tahun kat sana. Then, I went to national service, which I was a regular infantry platoon sergeant. For six years, then lepas tu bila keluar tu looking for job susah, because kita ada experience. Everybody is looking for experience, money experience to experience. Tapi dalam army kenapa you tak continue? I broke my leg lah, patah kaki. So they wanted to extend my contract, but they want to give me service service side, which I'm from the infantry. Why aku tanah army service side? Because they punya salary revision will be quite a lot. Probably enam tujuh ratus akan hilang. Potong gaji ya. Potong gaji ya. Because combat allowance banyak ni. Ada infantry allowance, ada vocation allowance, semua apa. Jadi you you will not get all that because you are on service side. Service side office hour, clerical, you know, admin. Which is not your cup of tea. Nah lah, no no. So bila susah nak dapat kerja, apa yang buat? Interviews after interviews, no, you got so pissed off. Sampai I went to one of these logistic company ni, the orang still looking for experience kan? I say I don't have experience lah. When aku walk off, I came back. Dah bingit lah, dah bingit. Aku dah bingit lah. Then I ask him, if I have experience for one year, how much will you be paying me? Lima ratus sembilan puluh allowance enam puluh ringgit, naik sixty dollars, six hundred and fifty dollars, and you asking so much ya? Marah. Ada marah lah. You know, if you tell me you want to give me two thousand dollars, ada makna juga. The next day he called me, then he asked me to come and join him. And records still stay. I'm the highest personal that get increment in that company. I can get two increments in a year, with almost three hundred dollars at one time. How come? Because I work very hard. I sleep three hours, four hours. I will stay overtime, not being paid to learn. You see, I'm on a morning shift. I will stay late. So I learn what does what does the orang-orang kerja malam buat. Abah, you punya tugas dalam dalam company logistik. Export kelak aja biasa. I type documents, semua apa. I labeling of cargo, apa semua normal normal. So bila habis pukul enam tu, you stay to do what? I help 
I'm not those uh, macam just uh, lay back and then blame everybody you know. Jadi aku buat lah. Then after that uh, companies start to call me. Companies? Companies start to... Maknanya dia ni rajin. Ha, dah tahu lah. New spread and everything. I work in uh, in KL. They sent me to Kuala Lumpur for five years. I was a GM there. You know, two, three years I become a general manager. Really? Dah cepat tau? Cepat, cepat. Aku uh, very hard lah. Uh, but I realised at that time, once you become a management, politics start to come in. Uh, uh, rumours will start to spread. What? So you mean you lost your job dekat KL? Ah, yeah. I mean, orang buat-buat cerita management pun tak tak hey. investigate, you know. Aku balik Singapore, tak tahu apa nak buat. Eh, but you dah ada experience dekat sana apa? Ah, it's not just so easy like that lah. Kita balik Singapore ni, kita masuklah macam company Motorola program, apa semua. Tapi tak boleh because when you work in a uh, in a company that don't don't allow you to go for five prayers, punya, discrimination punya sikit juga. Spiritual punya path terganggu. Uh, kita bukan bagus sangat ni. Patut aku start to try to do business. Business apa kau buat? Uh, Cilibo. Oh really? Cilibo, yeah. Sendiri proses. Ah, uh, sendiri proses, sendiri proses. We have factory dekat Johor, but aku got no clue on this business. Terjunnya. Uh, Terjunlah. Aku percaya kau. Whatever you say, okay lah, nampak lah. So kita pinjam duit orang kata, then business dah not work out. Then because maybe aku pun ego lah. I said, since you want to leave, you leave lah. Ni tengah, kami tengah loss ni, jual rumah bayar hutang. How much losses? I think probably about 200,000 at that time, 100 plus lah. Jadi jual rumah, dah habis bayar hutang semua, dah tak tahu apa nak buat. So I stayed at my brother's house, my wife stayed at my in-laws. Oh dear. Uh, uh, kita, at that time kita ada rumah, tak mampu bayar duit IRP semua. We cannot pay bills. We don't have money for food even. Tapi kita tak cry wolf lah. Tak pergi pergi knock on people doors and everything. Aku do odd jobs lah. So, how do you budget you punya daily makan time tu lah? Aku ada siblings yang uh, very concerned with me. My father was a wonderful guy. You know, they are very concerned about my well-being. Jadi, things not so good. But aku rasa I have to... I, I don't know what to do. I'm not uh, educated. Then uh, start niaga. Buka ambil kedai dekat kedai makan. Dah tak tahu masak. Habis? Ambil kedai makan. Uh, that, that's the only option I have at that time. Ambil oh. kuih pada orang, jual. Uh, macam mana nak laku? Sewa tak boleh bayar. Kedai makan. So messy lah my life. Jadi aku work as uh, apa lagi? taxi driver. Susah sangatlah. Aku rasa aku change aku punya lifestyle totally. Maknanya, I cannot even afford to go to Johor. So. I cannot even afford to bring my children at that time. It's five, six years old, uh, probably go to zoo. Tak ada. So we erase this family lifestyle ni. Tak ada nak pergi outing-outing semua. Tak ada. Kita just boring life, lifestyle. Tapi strive, strive. Buat kerja, buat, begin, buat jadi personal driver kat embassy. Uh, Antara-antara karipap. Kau pernah buat? Ambil karipap from the supplier. So, jadi driver dekat embassy kemudian hantar karipap. So, you do multiple job. Multiple job lah. I mean, that one one point, I was a taxi driver for two years. Uh, it's not as easy macam orang fikir. Gaji seribu lebih jadi. Uh, I have uh, two or three children at that time. Tak cukup lah nak bayar api. Apa. I mean, that time kita ada hutang sana, hutang sini. You know. Macam, kalau aku just duduk je, orang yang kasih hutang pun fed up. So, kalau, kalau kerja, dia tengok kau work very hard semua apa, dia kasih you apa uh, longer time frame you know nak tak apalah kita susahlah tak apa tak apa jadi kita uh, strive, 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 sampai one day i work in a company uh, when i was driving taxi i was introduced with some or with someone nak bekerja logistics so aku run that office from rec to riches that office serious serious 
from satu orang kerja sampai bertambah-tambah orang we, we do up so many things ini kira rezeki lah dia dia nampak, dia, nampak, nampak. dalam teksi tu kau bawa-bawa-bawa dia kata you want to work for me ah something like that kali family members tak tu masuk family members dia dia ah. lah. okay. habis lah I still remember when dia cakap dengan aku uh, you were a taxi driver when I took you what so what ya yeah, I said I remember at that time aku belum buang baju taxi tu lagi you know it's so hard bukan aku bilang we become friends ah I slept two hours, three hours just to do your company. We minimum salary. Bukan empat ribu, lima ribu pun. Dalam arti kata lain, you help him to build up the business. Yeah. Business yang menjadi, duit hmm. masuk, then family members dia terus masuk management. Ha, lah. Management lah, dah masuk lah. Start dah ada family disputes kat dalam semua apa. Then they start to become petty. So I wanted to see the boss. I called him so many times. I said, tell me. Tell me at any time I swindle one cent from your company. Tell me, he doesn't want to see me. Then he go and speak to my friend. I think Anwar is right. I'm wrong. But you're not the sort who will take people. No, no, no way. Insyaallah tak. Biar aku miskin. I've never wanted to. So daripada situ, orang sana tipu orang sini tipu orang sana buang. What triggers you to run your own logistic okay, company? Bila aku left this company, my brother who told me lah, why don't you start a business? You know logistics. Ama yang berada. So aku berat ada duit. Kali aku ada ten twenty dollars in my pocket. I start business macam mana? So he said, I will lend you money. I say, forget it. I'm not interested in borrowing my people's money. Then there was a discussion now. Adik-beradik semua discuss juga. Discuss semua apa. Dia cakap, kau abang aku. You are my brother. If the company doesn't work out, we can forget about the money. How much you need? Tiga ribu. Tiga ribu? Tiga ribu. Serius, serius. Tiga ribu, dia nak meniaga apa? Tak apalah. Kalau aku tak berjaya, aku hutang kau tiga ribu saja. Kalau aku minta kau 30,000, tak jadi kau pun ada sakit juga kan? 30,000. So, I took the $3,000. I go and see my mother. I was sitting in front of her. I said, I will make it with only one thing, with your du'a now. Oh, sedih sebenarnya. Uh, if you du'a for me right now, I will excel. Then my mother du'a for me. He said, you will succeed, you will succeed, you will succeed. So, they du'a, du'a, du'a semua apa. And I was... Totally confident and aku tak ada macam uh, worry. But you see, uh, to start a logistic company with $3,000 doesn't It's make possible. sense. Jadi, how did you do it? Um, aku, okay, uh, aku break down the, the $3,000 first. I took $1,800 to to prepare for schools, budak-budak punya barang, makan. I have a small ah. car. Tinggal $1,200 tau? Tinggal $1,200. So, I went to Perak Road. Perak Road, aku beli uh, uh, printer $30. Printer. Okay. Eh. Set up company $65. <laughs> Aduh, ada lagi lah, ada few hundred dollars. Lepas tu aku beli uh, telefon murah, register phone, semua dekat my daughter's room. I I, kat, I live kat Tampines before. Jadi dengan komputer lama tu semua, nak bikin apa ni, tak tahu apa nak buat. I start to make cold calling lah. I make cold calling, calling, calling. Aku telefon balik papan. I call balik papan, then I said, uh, who this, this guy by the name of Pak Dada. I'm running a small logistic company. If you have some transportation to do in Singapore, please call me. No, Tuhan ni kuasa. Oh, kau dengan berang- you call him and, call and, and old friend lah, old friend. Old friend. Tuhan ni kuasa, sebelah dia ada somebody that I do not know. So, this guy, mm-hmm. Billy Hanafi ni, dia terdengar. So, mm-hmm. he took the phone, he he spoke to me. He said, Pak Anwar, you do not know me, but I know you. How come? Because the company that I used to work before, uh-huh. deal with his company. And he was uh-huh. the marketing manager at that time. I see, I see. So, he set up one other company dekat Balikpapan, uh-huh. that is in Kalimantan. Uh, he said, that, uh, I've, I've known your work. I've known your honesty because aku tak pernah ambil rasuah, aku tak pernah ambil uh, kickbacks and everything. 
I have a logistics company. I, I, have, I have got a contract in Malaysia. You want to do? Just like that, Daddy. Oh. Oh, just like that. And I wanted to do it. Jamana, <laughs> you know, I want to pay shipping line, that they do it. You know, all these things was make easier to me because they advanced payment to me. Oh. Nobody does that. Orang kasih credit term kan, 30 days. Dia kasih aku. Saya bilang, Pak Billy, saya nggak bisa buat. Ha. Sebab saya tak ada duit nak bayar shipping line. Tak apa-apa, you tell me the amount, I transfer to you first. Oh. So easy. Jadi kita dah jadi, dah banyak duit pula. Dah, 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 dah ada bisnes. Alhamdulillah, we got this company by name of GE All Engas. That's in Shah Alam. Dah dapat, dah dapat job semua. My late friend, Ariato Ramli, I have to mention him. Dia, I, I owe him a lot. Dulu dia support kita 1 kilo, 2 kilo. The moment Satri Logistics, Postikai belum siap ni, belum jadi. Hmm, hmm. Satri Logistics start first. Sekali dia punya orders become a lot. In containers. Ah. Apa barang tu? Uh, oil and gas punya barang-barang. Suddenly, I, aku dapat this business. Kau dapat busy lah. Ya? Dapat busy. Also, all this business. Then, I went to Kuala Lumpur. This guy, kita dah bikin charter aircraft banyak because of GE oil and gas ni. All oil and gas company banyak charter aircraft. This guy, this something that I know is not from me. I know this the doa from my mother. He saw me on Thursday. We, we kita kenal-kenal. He, to, he asked me, uh, I have equipments, military equipments to bring from Chakrala Airport, Pakistan to Malaysia. Boleh lah? Kita memang boleh aja kan. Saturday, he give me the invoices. I quoted him. I still remember 520,000. Monday, I collect cash. Huh? Uh. Advance? Uh. How? By logistic? Then I told him, no, I'm, I'm a liar. No. I'm, I, I, I steal people money. No, 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 he said. And aku baru kenal dia last Thursday. He said, I look at you, I know I can trust you. I wouldn't disagree. Lah. I brought back 520,000. Without no invoices, no faxes, no emails, no nothing. It's just one shake hand. Oh, dia berani ya? Uh, bukan berani, aku jadi burden. Because <laughs> my chances of cheating him is 100%. Very high. Very high, but I did not cheat. I didn't take I any don't think you would ever cheat. I will never want to do that. So that's how you all got started? That's huh? the first part. Ah. Uh, then, post TKI comes. Ah, uh, How? Post TKI comes, uh, my friend from Jakarta, Told me lah, you should do this, you should do this. Aku, aku bukan, I'm not the, those people venture things lah. Hmm. Tapi bila dia dah, dah instigate, 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 okay, try lah. But what did he ask you to do? What, what kind of product? Dia cakap, there is about 150,000 domestic helper in Singapore. in Singapore who send things to Indonesia. Oh. Uh, why don't you do it? Oh, okay. There is existing company at that time lah. There are two, three company. So we came in. First two, three months, total failure lah. Dua box, tiga box, satu ya, box. Orang, orang tak kenal lah. Paling sakit. Then kita panggil uh, marketing company. Then we change the concept of uh, the flyers first. Oh, okay. okay. The marketing strategy. Sekarang they start to pick up lah. Pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. Uh, then aku read the whole system, I change. Uh, for years, orang was uh, getting their goods in two months, three months, uh-huh. one month. No, I don't want. I want to do it in... To, uh, 14 days, and I manage. How? Uh, we we rush things. We don't. You don't keep. We don't keep. Kita rush. We never. We move at the loss first. Bila orang tengok kita cepat, load start to come in. Load start to come in. Now, alhamdulillah, I think we have about 80 percent of the, maybe 70 percent of the business. Dari mana ilham tu datang untuk antar barang cepat jadi more welcome? I'm operational lah. Kalau aku tengok, eh, sometimes I flashback. Aku tengok, eh, the build up from my time. Aku start work until the post TKI start. Eh, Allah Taala has planned my life that today, Alhamdulillah, I hope uh, it's a blessed punya, uh, ending. Ah. For example, I used to carry bags. I was in the military. Maknanya, I had discipline. 
Then I used to become a driver. I know how to treat people, how, how I, I want to be treated when I was a driver. So all these things eh, makes you prepare that uh, to be a, a good management punya person. person. Yeah. So you think all the kesusahan yang kau jalan hmm, itu are all, all blessings are actually. But now, um, when you say you uphold 80% of the market of mm. uh, post-TKI logistics right now, right? Mm. But it's not all bunga-bunga, it's not all flowers. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the business went down, mm. what do you do for recovery? <coughs> your current post-TKI punya logistics? Okay, kita pun ada face uh, some uh, turbulences mm. in the office. For example, kita internally, uh, kita pay manage, management, management, uh, uh, kata orang treason lah macam itu kan Diorang uh, Diorang uh, try to uh, Bad mouth kita no? Overthrow uh, kita bad mouth Pos cakap air penipu lah Pos cakap air liars lah dia bang, 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 bang. Uh, So nama rosak? Nama rosak But uh, It's not us So we are not afraid If you accuse me of being a robber I am not afraid because I am not one I don't care If if Orang dah taburkan fitnah Mm. They say bad things about your business mm. and the business didn't drop, which means mm. your service is good. Now, tell me about post-TKI punya good service. What did you do that your clients stick like glue? Uh, kita maintain kita punya service macam biasa. Everybody will do the same thing. But I think the the kita kena believe that 99% of kita punya success is, is blessings. It's not kita punya effort leh. So, sebut tentang blessings, what do you do on your hmm. personal level to get blessings daripada Allah, to get blessings from people? What 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 are the good things? Maybe I can learn a, yeah. a few things from you. Betul. Aku aku pun learn juga kan. Tell me what the things you do. Okay, aku have never uh, sideline my mother at any junction. Contohnya macam If I want to buy something, if I want to buy a car, yeah. I will ask her. Oh. Yeah. If she said don't. Walaupun dah besar, dah nak cucu dah, 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 Even. I just bought one car, and when she tell me, uh, uh, your red car is too fancy, fancy uh. for me, uh, get me a good car, get a good car, then uh, you, you will be very comfortable. The very next day, I could believe. She doesn't know whether I have money or not, but I just want to listen to her. Uh, I, I'm like that. You wanted to buy a property in Malaysia about 1.4 million RM. So, dah dah beli, dah dah tengok, dah bagus-bagus, I have to ask my mother. Okay. My mother, one word aja. No lah, jangan beli lah. So, I didn't, I didn't even argue. Okay, tak beli. Tak ada lawan pun? Tak ada lawan. Then, maybe go to KL, uh, this uh, property agent, why don't buy lah, give you good price. My club at that time kat KL cakap, if you were to sell him 100,000 RM today, he will still not buy. Because mak kau My mother say no means I will know. I will, I will follow. Kenapa penting untuk dapat berkat seorang mak dalam hidup ni? Bukan dalam niaga je. Dalam hidup hmm. ni, kenapa selagi mak tu hidup tu, kita nak harus dapat berkat dia? Ini bukan orang cakap, ni agama kita cakap. Mesti when you have the blessings of God, hmm. uh, no evil will harm you. But if you have the blessing from your mother, no harm can harm you. That is what I think. Tapi tak semua orang ada mak yang yang baik, yang mendoakan. Semua mak baik. Whether she's a drunkard, whether she's a drug addict, whether dia robber, she is still... Uh, number one in our life, okay, we are not we, we are not allowed to judge on them. So uh, even the warehouse thing also, I mm. remember the warehouse pun ada uh, one funny incident. The, the the first warehouse we bought was about 1.6 million. Mm. So my mother told my visit to my sister, your this warehouse your your brother sewa kan, mm. but he will buy the warehouse anytime. Jadi 
At one point of time, the owner nak jual tau. Nak jual ni. I'm talking about why the blessing is there. Aku pujuk-pujuk for six months hari. Pujuk-pujuk tak nak, tak boleh. I go and see my mother. This is what happened. My mother told me like this. Don't worry. The warehouse is yours. Kau tahu aku. I don't see any torchlight pun. Bukan cakap lampu. I don't see any light. Ah, macam mana ni? Nego-nego dengan the owner. Tak boleh. The day when we, we Far East organization came and recommended me on the floor. We are on the third floor kan? 0350. Fourth floor ada tapi dekat in the middle. Whether I like it or not, I got no choice. I have to move out. Hmm. Pagi tu, before Far East bila orang datang nak sign uh, agreement for the new place, I went to see my mother first. How? You don't worry. Then uh, I, I say, you bless me now. Jadi angkat doa lagi, dia baca-baca. Okay, you go. The warehouse is yours. Nak sign itu agreement tu, the, the deposit of $10,000, I, I told these two guys, let me call the owner. One last phone call. I believe when my mother said the warehouse is going to be mine, I have this feeling that she will sell today. I could call that lady. The lady said, okay lah, Muhammad. Lemai lah, lah. I sell you lah, you come lah. Wallahi, what Nabi kata, aku macam nak terberak pun ada. <laughs> I went up, I paid the deposit and everything, the contract, I did not show to anybody. The, I start my car, I went to see my mother. Tune in to Rex to Riches on YouTube and Spotify. Keep it coming, SG.